This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. This is Marshall Davis. It's the season of Lent in the Christian calendar. In fact, I'm recording this on the first Sunday in Lent. This year I did not begin Lent on Ash Wednesday by going to Ash Wednesday service the way I normally would because of the pandemic. I did watch our church's online service, but it isn't the same. Virtual ashes don't have the same visceral feel that real ashes do. In this episode today, I'm going to reflect on the season of Lent as an expression of non-duality. The Christian liturgical year revolves around two cycles, the Advent-Christmas cycle and the Lent-Easter cycle. It is said that being a Christian is like riding a bicycle, a bicycle, with these two cycles carrying us through the year. One of the cycles has to do with light and one has to do with darkness. Advent Christmas is about birth and light. Light coming into the darkness at the birth of Jesus, the Gospel of John says. Lent Easter is about darkness, the darkness of the death of Jesus, which culminates in the light of Easter dawn. There are elements of darkness, death in the light cycle, and element of light and life in the dark cycle. The Christmas narrative, for example, has the massacre of the innocents, and the passion narrative has not only Palm Sunday that starts it off, but also the resurrection. Christmas originally fell on the winter solstice. When the date was chosen in the 4th century, the solstice fell on the 25th of December, but it shifted away from that date when the calendar was adjusted. So now the two are separated by a few days, and I think that's unfortunate. If I was in charge of the church calendar, I would put Christmas back on the winter solstice. But... The Pope has not asked my opinion on the matter. The solstice was not originally chosen because it was a date on Jesus' birth certificate. Jesus was not born on December 25th. We don't know when he was born. The winter solstice was chosen because in Mediterranean culture it was already a holiday. It was already a cultural celebration of light, so it was a a natural fit. It was the moment when the days began to get longer, when light began to triumph over darkness. Likewise, the Lenten Easter cycle falls at the time of the spring equinox, which is the beginning of spring in the northern hemisphere. Day and night are equal. The death of Jesus originally happened at the Passover, which falls on the night of the full moon after the vernal equinox. Once again, The church later allowed Easter to get separated from the equinox, which is too bad. My point is that both of these religious cycles are related to the interplay of day and night. 
light and darkness in nature, life and death. These liturgical cycles are equivalent to the yin-yang symbol of China. The yin-yang is a visual expression of duality within a wider, all-encompassing unity. The cycles of the Christian year communicate the same thing. Lent is a meditation on duality and non-duality. It is a meditation on the dualities of life and the wider unity. Lent focuses on the darkness of the approaching death of Jesus and culminates in Passion Week, which begins with a flash of great light with the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and then it proceeds to the darkness of Gethsemane at Jesus' arrest and trial and crucifixion and death, and then it comes back to life and life again at Easter. One interesting aspect of Lent is that the 40 days of Lent do not include the Sundays. That's why we talk about the Sundays in Lent rather than the Sundays of Lent. Sundays are little feast days in the midst of a season of fast days. They are little oases of light in the darkness. They are like the circles of light and darkness in the yin-yang symbol. You look at the yin-yang symbol, and on the dark side of the symbol there's a disk of, of light, and in the light half of the symbol there is a disk of dark. The same thing is happening in the Christian observance of Lent. For me, the yin-yang symbolizes Lent, just like the cross does. The two symbols are related in my experience. The cross is a symbol of both light and darkness, good and evil. It is a symbol of death, yet the empty cross is a symbol of resurrection, of life, because Jesus is not on it. The crucifix, which is the cross with Jesus on it, did not become a symbol of Christianity until the later Middle Ages and never became the symbol of Protestant Christianity. Both the cross and the yin-yang express duality encompassed by a greater unity. The cross is an ancient symbol, more ancient than Christianity or the yin-yang, and found across cultures. A cross unites the four cardinal directions. It unites up and down, left and right. It unites heaven and earth and humans to humans and humans to all things. In Christianity, it symbolizes both the divine love and the love between humans. As a Christian, I find the yin-yang symbol just as powerful as the cross. The fluidity and the movement of the yin-yang communicates the ever-changing relationship between life and death, good and evil, light and dark. And this is on my mind a lot, this Lent. For one thing, two days ago on Friday, we had to bring our cat to the vet, and he told us that our cat has about a week to live. I know that the death of a pet doesn't have the same power over us emotionally as the death of a, a person, but for those of you who have pets, you know that the death of a pet is always difficult. So this Lent, we are starting off the season by dealing with death. 
On the larger stage, the ongoing political and social tensions in our American society disturb my peace of mind, and sometimes I find myself thinking about it, about it at night as I lay down to sleep, and at such times I have gotten into the practice of picturing the yin-yang in my mind's eye. I picture the light and dark as the interaction between good and evil in society between conservative and liberal, Republican and Democrat, justice and injustice, right and wrong. Of course, both sides of the political spectrum see themselves as good and their enemies as evil. That is what's so useful about this symbol. It helps me to see the two as relative. There's not one without the other. In my mind's eye, the two sides of the yin-yang are a never-ending cycle, like the storms on a weather map. From a higher perspective, good and evil are storms in the human psyche and human society. There's no such thing as good and evil outside of the human mind. Humans create these categories, and they become very real to us. As non-dual awareness, these battling dualities are one. Yin and yang spiral galaxies spinning in space. On the psychological and moral level, they are real, but on a spiritual level, they are part of a greater unity. So when my mind is disturbed by what's happening in society and in the world, I let yin-yang bring my mind into a state of equilibrium, and I fall asleep. Lent performs a similar function to yin-yang. It helps me see that the forces of good and evil are part of a greater whole. You know, sometimes Christians talk about a greater good, which is beyond good and evil. The forces of evil and hate destroyed Jesus, yet the forces of darkness were not able to extinguish the light that is the universal Christ. After crucifixion came resurrection, after death came rebirth on Easter as part of a bigger unity. When Christians observe Lent, we enter into this passion play of good and evil. In the end, we see it as part of a bigger unity. Duality is viewed in the light of non-duality. This is what Lent is about. It's not about giving up something for 40 days. Now, that's fine to do as long as you see what this is actually pointed to. It's about giving up duality. It's about seeing the risen Lord in the crucified one. It is about seeing both aspects of Christ as one reality that we call divine. Lent is seeing ourselves in the story of Jesus. It is seeing the story of Jesus in the stories of good and evil that are playing out in society and in the world. It's not just about reading a Bible story. It is seeing this Bible story in the newspaper stories about good and evil. It is embracing them and seeing them as part of a deeper unity. It is resting in the peace that Christians call the will of God. Lent is a pilgrimage into the heart of non-duality. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you.
That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.